Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. So a lot of you listeners often ask what my background is, and if you tune in frequently to the podcast, I do talk about it. For those that don't know, I run a marketing company called Bash Solutions, which specializes in custom websites, content creation, and consulting based up here in cold and snowy Rochester, New York. With clients in the wrestling world alone, ranging from Cal Sanderson and Jordan Burroughs to the Nittany Line Wrestling Club and Helen Maroulis, we've been busy over the past decade proving why we're the best and earning trust all throughout the U.S., And we're not limited to wrestling by any means. We help businesses of all shapes and sizes from barbecue and butcher shops in Arizona like Snowflake Smokehouse to the largest Chevy dealership in the world right here in Rochester, New York, Bob Johnson, and everyone in between. Whether it's building a new custom website or implementing new digital strategies to streamline your business, Bash Solutions is trusted by businesses and brands across the country for a reason. You can learn more about Bash Solutions by visiting bashsolutions.com or head over to Facebook or Instagram Search Bash Solutions to see what we're up to. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Bash Mania podcast, or welcome to if this is your first time listening. Today we have Big Ten champ Alex Marinelli on the podcast to talk about his career, his faith, and all that he has going on. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, be sure to subscribe wherever you listen. Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, Overcast, wherever you listen to podcasts, be sure to subscribe to Bash Mania. And if you enjoy this episode, be sure to leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It's Bashomania! Let me tell you something, brother. He gave us everything he had in him tonight. What you gonna do when Bashomania runs wild? Oh, it's gonna be a good one. And business just picked up here on the podcast. Oh, yeah. We have the bull. Alex Marinelli, how are you? I'm doing great. Sun shining back in Iowa City. You know, it's it's all good. So Not here. We got like a, maybe well, three, four inches of snow, which isn't bad. But first of all, by the way, where did that nickname the bull come from? Yeah, um, that actually came from my, uh, my high school coach. Um, I grew up wrestling in Ohio and... I went to his uh, clubs, which is Team Jordan. So yeah. Jeff Jordan did a lot of like camps and stuff, and then I did um, a lot of his like elite uh, practices and club practices. And then one night, I just like double legged some dude, and he's like, "That's the Raging Bull." Like, <laughs> I got the Bull now, so it's always been the Bull or Bull, like for short or whatever. So I really haven't heard like my my name like a whole lot. Like I haven't heard Alex. Like it's just like whenever I hear that, it's weird. And, you know, it's funny. Uh, I'm glad to have you on this podcast. As I was telling you, like, Chenzo's been a recurring guest. We've got a we've got a segment going that's turned into multiple episodes called Coffee Talk. And having so much fun with that. And it's funny the timing of having you on. But as I was telling you, ever since I, my wife and I watched Alex and Eli documentary last year, I'm like, man, I have to get him on the podcast. So I'm glad the timing worked out. And I really want to dive into a couple of different things throughout your career 
things that I know I'm curious about, I'm sure others are. One of those being, you know, growing in, in Ohio, you mentioned the Jordans and you had a lot of early success, four-time state champ. Your team was champions all four years too, right? Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. we have like a, a good record going. So, yeah. So I'm curious on regards to that. What do you think led you to that early success? What were some of your kind of keys to victories for that? And also, you know, I heard you in an article talk about being from more of a dysfunctional home and looking for more stability in different areas. And I'm curious how you, how you balance that, right? Cause a lot of times you see people who grow up in a home that's not perfect and they get into trouble that they fall into bad things, whether it's just, maybe it's not even terrible, but it's not success. You found a way to turn all that into success. And I'm curious to hear how you've done that. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, First off, I'd start out by saying, you know, my parents, you know, whatever they did, they worked hard. Like, I, and, and when, when I say dysfunction, I think a lot of people have, you know, maybe demons they're dealing with or yeah. things like that. I mean, life isn't perfect. So I think when I say dysfunctional, you know, maybe it wasn't the best of the best, like, um, you know, teaching. I don't want to get into two, two personal stories, but I mean, you know, you just, you just got to take it um, day by day and then make, make your own destiny like set your own destiny like you can't you if you want to break the cycle you can break the cycle if, if your parents are dealing with a lot of struggles you know you that doesn't need to be you that doesn't yeah. need to be your your story so and that's why I'm kind of I'm, I'm really thankful I I met um my wife's family um and uh it all started um back when I was six or seven years old I actually got tech fold um at the district's tournament um by a kid named Cameron Kelly. I don't know if you know who that is, but I don't um, think so. A lot of a lot of people in Ohio do. They know okay. who Cameron Kelly is. He he was like a a real good stud. He I actually drilled with him and Matthew Kolodzik growing up. But the story was he he tech followed me at districts, and then my dad walked up to his dad and was like, "Hey, like, how are you getting so good? Like, how did your son get so good so fast?" And he's like, "Well, we go to this camp called Team Jordan, and." we we practice his moves every single week we drill those and that's just what he knows that's just how he hits them so good so my dad started sending me to to team jordan and i just you know developed all these setups all these shots and these finishes that team coach jordan preaches and it just kind of got me this base of wrestling that i i use today and so i think a lot of people when they see good wrestlers, they throw out the basics. They're like, Oh, he hits this super duck so well. And like, he hits this double like so well, like, why don't I do that? Like, I need to be more athletic. I need to be more, uh, I need to be stronger. It's like, well, Jordan Burroughs got where he was because of, you know, back then, like, like all of his basics, like he didn't just yep. go yep. on a wrestling mat and, and double like some dude, like it just, it may happen, but the odds are of that happening. It just, it, you know, you have to have basics. And I think Coach Jordan did a good job of like showing me a setup to a shot, to a finish. And a lot of coaches, you know, they skip, you know, maybe one or two of those. And then they just go, you know, hit this move. It just yeah. doesn't work like that. And I think, and then also the guys that I had at Team Jordan, you know, we had, like I said, we were state champs. I think my senior year, we got done with 20, 20 state titles in a row. And so that, that in itself and we won the national title my junior year so I had a lot of like state champs in my room that I just would go with and division one athletes yeah. and so I think when you see me have success in college I think I, I 
credit that to a lot of my my growing my my upcoming and then my my just i don't know just t- team jordan and all that stuff so it's it's all one big thing and then with with my family you know when i say dysfunction it's it's a lot of a lot of stuff building up over the years that i you know when you're young you don't really see you're like oh my parents are this my parents are that and i actually was watching um a podcast uh i can't remember what it was but when you're when you're younger you 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 look up to your parents so much in which a lot of people still do when you're older and um but then you realize that they're real people they they deal with a lot of real things that we don't see and um they make they try to make a childhood so so perfect which is great but but when you get older you start realizing that life is tough life is you know it's life yeah. like you you have adulthood and then it's like what do you want to make your adulthood like and so yeah. i think seeing mariah's family um the way that they operated on um, the stickleys you know her grandma and grandpa i just saw them and they're living on the farm it's simple life but they work yeah. hard they 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 treat each other with love with respect and um and jesus is all on that built on that it's all built on that rock so it's like it's not just love and respect from nowhere. It's they have a foundation and it's Jesus. So that's what I wanted. To, that's what I wanted in my life. And having that perspective is so crucial. And I'm curious too, you were like, you only lost, I think four times in all of high school. I'm curious when you have that much success, what your perspective is after a loss and how you kind of rebound and not dwell too much on it and get right back out there. And uh, I know how I am. Sometimes it takes me a little bit to get over it in, in life and business, whatever. But I'm curious, dealing with, with such few losses, how you kind of overcame that and maintained that proper perspective throughout it. Yeah, I think, um, you know, you never, you never forget losses. I mean, I remember my losses way more than my wins, honestly. Yeah. You know, I can, I can tell you who I lost to. And I, I really can't, I can't remember like who I wrestled in the state finals, like my junior (laughs) year. Like, I I just can't remember his name. Like it just, it happens. But like I said, you know, um, it's gotta be, if you don't forget it, you gotta use it in a way that like fuels you, you know, you you can't let it. And I, I remember in high school or sometime Bo Jordan was talking to me one of my teammates and he's just like, you know, you got to have short term memory with that stuff. Like, and what he's saying is keep, keep the main thing, the main thing. Cause when it's the sole focus, it, when you lose, it will beat you down. And obviously in life, like not just wrestling, like if you, if you make mistakes and it breaks you down and you don't have God in your life, it will be, I mean, it's, it's the meaning. So it'll fall under that foundation. Like if wrestling's your foundation, it'll fall under. And so if you don't have something, um, I want to say, like, obviously, God is my foundation, but a lot of people, it's it's sad to think that if it's not theirs, once yeah. they lose, that's their whole world. Yeah. And so I think that's why I've I've adapted to losses and um, just losses in life. You know, with losing Eli, yeah. um, I knew I knew where he was going, um, and I knew where I know where I'm going. So it's a win for him. I mean, technically. Like, yeah. and it's a win for us because he's going where he wants to go. Yeah. And so when you look and, and that's our selfish minds of saying like, no, like we lost him, but we're, he's gaining, you yeah. know, his real home. So, yeah, for sure. And, you know, before we start talking about your college career, I don't want to go too far into this episode with talking about faith too, from the aspect of when it started shaping your career. You know, I've always been a Penn State guy. 
And one of my good buddies, Dan Tomaso, he's assistant pastor at the church I go to, Calvary Chapel Westside. And he always used to root for you, not used to, he does, because of your Jesus shirt, right? Like he sees it and it's like, as a Christian, if you see someone wearing a shirt that says Jesus, it's impossible not to root for them. <laughs> and I'm curious at when your, when your faith really started shaping your career, like when you felt that impact on the career. Yeah, I think first off, when I'm, when I say I'm a Jesus follower and I'm a Christian, that doesn't mean that I'm going to just win automatically. Yeah. And so like, I'm not trying to, and, and Nathan Birak, he's like a discipler of mine. Like he, he disciples me and he um, teaches me a lot, but what he always says, is, don't use God as a lucky, lucky rabbit's foot. Don't yeah. use him as like a, you can use him as strength. You can use him as um, motivation and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, because Christ died for us. We should live for him. We should compete for him. But when you use them as like, oh, I, I'm going to say this prayer so I can win. Yeah. Um, that's just, that's not what I do. That's, I don't use this shirt. I don't use the shirt to win. Um, and what I do um, is use the shirt for my, because I have this platform. Like you're saying, like yeah. if I wear it and some little kid says, oh, what's Jesus? Like, who's Jesus? Like, and they, and maybe they look it up. Um, maybe their parents say, oh, that's, um, that's our Lord and Savior, Jesus yeah. Christ. Like he died in our, he died on the cross for our sins. And we don't have to pay that price yep. because he did. And that's, that's, that's why I wear that. And so when I started to notice a difference, I guess, was when I met my wife back in 2011, I saw her Bible yep. and it was beat to crap. Like it was, it was, she used it so much. <laughs> and like my, mine was like perfect. And mine was like, <laughs> like it had a little bit of dust on it. And like, yep. I just wasn't like, I just used it as like maybe like a placeholder on my desk. I could just like yeah. sat there a little bit and like I just didn't I knew John three sixteen and past that probably not. And so <laughs> I just like and but then when I, I was in junior high, so like I didn't know a whole lot, but I didn't grow up as versed and well versed in the Bible. So when I got older, my wife started just taking me to church a lot and just reading them. We read the Bible a lot, we read a couple books. Um I probably have a couple of them right by me, but, um, it just, just being by her and then knowing and, and her dad, and, and we actually had Bible studies in high school. Graham had a couple of Bible studies that we voluntarily went to. It wasn't mandatory. Um, you know, so coach Jordan gave us an option. Um, and then right now we, we do, I do athletes in action. So, um, it's just, just being in the Bible, you know, a lot of people, don't realize, you know, the Bible is, is obviously, you know, it's, it's the word of God, but, and, and that's all you need, really, you need to pray and, and read the word of God. So, and it's funny, you talk about praying not to win. I learned like, I don't know, years ago, I, I started realizing that like I need to stop praying for people to win. Like when my yeah. buddies, when my clients are like competing, it's natural to pray, but I've learned that I, instead of like praying for like them to win, I, I kind of change my prayers to be like, look at winning and losing. I'm sure there's in many, there's many matches. There's people praying for victory on both sides. So I just start praying for health, for focus, for discipline, you know, just like those things that you can control. Yeah. And I want to kind of keep weaving in and out of your faith. I'm curious, you know, when your junior and senior year in high school, you were undefeated, state champion. And then when you get to college, it's like a whole new world, right? New talent pool. You're no longer like 
you're still an all-star, but you're not like the guy. What was that transition to college like? Um, it was tough. Like my freshman year, it was definitely tough. I had guys like Mike Evans who was beating yeah. up on me. And like he just had that season. He was a seasoned veteran. He was graduated. So he was like he was he had like heavy hands and all that stuff he could ride. And then Morningstar was beating up on me. So I wasn't really getting and then Alex Meyer, he had those heavy hips. So like he I just was, I was getting beat up and like every, every once in a while I'd go with someone that I can beat up and, and I just had more experience over, but I, you know, I took my beating. It was tough, but I uh, went to the Midlands and ended up not doing as good as I wanted to, um, got pinned by uh, Anthony Valencia in a cradle. And I just learned not to put my head to my knee. Yeah. But, uh, but other than that, um, you know, it was a good learning experience i mean terry tom and terry talk about not getting up take down until christmas time like their freshman year so it's like you you gotta keep it in perspective keep the main thing the main thing and, and don't let it derail you or don't stay in that slump you know if you're in a slump your freshman year you know use it to get better um and one thing that i was going to say um about my faith is a little kind of random but nathan Birak always tells me you know if you're praying for a certain thing, like if I pray, you know, if I always say like, like for me, like if I work on cussing, like, like no one, like what you say and what you do should be to glorify God. So yeah. cussing just doesn't really work in there. So yeah. if I'm, if I'm, if I'm cussing or if I say a cuss word, you know, I don't want to focus on like, don't cuss, don't cuss. Cause you're going to think about it. Right. But like, if I say, praise God, praise God, then everything should help. Everything should fall in line with that. Yeah. Like, it, and, and glorify God, glorify God. What am I doing to glorify God? Am I saying the right things? Am I doing the right things? And that's like going into a match. Like, I don't pray. I don't, I don't pray in a certain way. That's like, um, you know, it, it, that's detriment to my wrestling. I pray like glorify God. Well, yeah. what, what does that look like? I'm, I'm wrestling with power with, with all my might, like, because he gave me this. And so that's, yeah. that's one thing that like, I just wanted to touch on, like, you know, your prayer is so powerful and like you're talking to God and like a lot of times we don't and we, we go out, we go through the, like our daily activities, just like willy nilly, like whatever we do, it'll affect us like to my advantage, but everything you do. And I was talking with, with uh, Mariah's cousin, Justin Stickley on our way up to Iowa. And he's like, he's like, do you think that every life choice is a selfish choice? And I'm like, Real, it, in a sense, yes. Like in a sense, you're giving. Like you give to people, but like, are you ha are you do you have satisfaction with that? Yeah. But like, it, and if you don't like, in like every choice is like a godly choice, and a like, and you do it for God's glory, then really no. Like it's it's not it's it, you right. can't have it's not selfish. So it's like, what's your perspective on it? I guess. And it's funny you mentioned cussing. Like, I, I was just telling my wife, like, we're so quick when we get pissed off to say something. And mm -hmm. then, like, I get super convicted right away. And, you know, I, I can't remember who I heard say it. Maybe it was my pastor, but it was along the lines of, like, you know, I don't think he was specifically just talking about swearing. But he's, like, similar to what you just said. It's not about telling yourself don't swear. It's about telling yourself be holy because God's holy. Mm -hmm. You know, don't mm -hmm. don't not do something, but doing something which just happens to be yeah. the opposite. And I know it, it sounds like uh, your wife's been such a godly influence to you. Mm -hmm. And you got married young. Reminds me of Nolf getting married young. You know, and it's funny because God's got such a different plan for everybody. Like I worked my whole 20s seeking God for a wife, and then I didn't get married till I was 
like 32. I'm mm-hmm. curious, you know, how you manage that of not getting distracted and using that relationship. Cause I mean, I didn't go to college, but I, I see a lot of people who get into relationships in college and it, it destroys mm-hmm. and distracts them. They get into a toxic relationship. I'm curious how you use that relationship to help keep your focus, not distract you. Yeah. I think uh, you want the Terry film, right? The yep. Terry documentary. Yeah. Yeah. So he said, find a woman that enhances your life. And so when you do that in college or in, or anytime um, in, in college wrestling, really it will, and, and she enhances your life. You will have no problem staying focused. And if, and she won't keep you from practices. She'll, she'll sit, she'll kick you to the practice. Like she'll be like, you know, you need to get to practice, whatever. Um, she'll make sure you're eating right. And I think, that's one thing, you know, a lot of my friends see in Mariah, like she's rare. Everyone knows she's, she's awesome. And she's, I found, you know, a, a perfect woman, but what people don't see is like how hard she's worked at, you know, just, just what she preaches. And so yeah. I feel like, um, you know, just finding the right girl, um, you know, and, and being her being who she is. I mean, it just didn't. And when I got married, it really just, it made everything easier. I mean, obviously, like that's it just how it really a good does. that's how a good marriage and a good relationship should be. One hundred percent, exactly. And I I don't know if you know who Andy Menio is, but yep. um, he's like one of my favorite all time favorite artists. Like, yep. and, and I and I say rapper and artist because a lot of people are like, oh, who's Andy Menio? And if I say Christian rapper, they're yeah. like, oh, <laughs> like okay, like I'll go look him up, whatever. But then they never do. But like Andy Menio has said, like he doesn't like being labeled as a christian rapper because like i don't i don't say you're a christian podcast like i say you're you you, you, or like a christian wrestler i say you're a wrestler who happens to be a christian and so like that's who he is but he he said like in a podcast like someone was saying oh you're getting married like just wait it's gonna just wait it's gonna suck like just let me know and he's never experienced that like he's like being married is like such a pleasure and such like an honor to God. And like, we, we obviously have our lumps and like our bruises, but like, we never, we never, we never dwell on it. Like we grow in faith and like, and it's awesome. Like we've never experienced that. Like, Oh, it sucks. Like it just, it just, this sucks. Like why have I, why have I been married? You know, it's just, it's just never like that. And when you find the right girl, like anyone can have, anyone can say like, it's just, it's an awesome experience. So. Yeah. And it was awesome kind of seeing a bit of her in that Alex Neely documentary and, you know, on the topic, my wife and I, as I was telling you, we watched it, it was about a year ago now when it came out and it was awesome. And the only thing, the only criticism I'd have of the documentary is I know, as I told you, as a Christian, I wanted to hear more. So, you know, from, from a faith standpoint, we didn't really get to hear how your trust in Jesus helped you through those times. We heard about like how your wife helped you. We heard about you know, the wrestling and all that. But I'm curious at how, when you experienced such a tragedy, how you leaned on Jesus to kind of keep, keep the focus of what you were doing and had going on. Yeah, I think um, that's a good point. Cause like when I think about it now, I'm like, Oh, the people, the people, the fans, like wrestling community is so small, but it's, it's also so big. Like yeah. I said that, but really, you know, it's, it's the text, it's the calls. It's, you know, I'm getting off the treadmill after the day that Eli or the day that Eli died or the, the day after I'm getting off the treadmill and hugging my trainer and he's telling me God loves you and like God is hugging Eli right now and like it's getting me choked up because like Jesus has got us through this and um 
And Terry texted me one time, you know, God, or Terry, you, you got to let Eli go because e Eli is, wasn't your, he, he's your earthly brother. Like he, he's going to be in heaven with us. And like, and the same with Todd, Eli's dad, like he, he's his dad, but God's his father. Like God's, God's yeah. like, that's, that's his son. Like that's, and, and God, yeah. or Todd is, or Todd is God's son. Like it, it all, it's all that. Like, yeah. it, and obviously God's put us on this earth to be fruitful and multiply and like, and have children. But when it comes down to it, we're all children of God. And so to have that perspective, that's how it's got us through what we've dealt with. And, and, and I think, you know, if no one has that hope, it's just, it's just sad. Like, it's, I mean, like yeah. you just don't have that, that foundation. It's just like, where do they go? But, um, having that foundation, is just, I, I don't know. I, it's hard to explain. It really is. So did all did that event and everything that you endured after me, it happened in July. So it wasn't like you were in the peak of a wrestling season. You really had time to kind of focus on it and, and digest it. And if I know you, like I'm starting to like to let God minister to you through all that. Mm -hmm. Did your perspective change heading into that next season? Um, For sure. I mean, I was, I just didn't, I mean, I actually wrestled a lot of dual meets and tournaments that I knew Eli would be at like the Midlands. Like he was always at the Midlands. Like it's just, Oh, I would see Eli today. Like I would go talk to him and, and all that stuff. Cause I didn't get to see Eli that much. Cause we were just both busy doing college yeah. things. Um, I, I just had a whole different perspective and uh, you know, Mariah and I were, we just had a different motive and it's funny because you know, the two weeks after his, his accident, um, I went back to Ohio to like comfort Mariah because their birthday had been, was coming up. Like it was July 18th. So they were twins and they were going to enjoy a birthday together. And um, I ended up going home with Mariah to just to enjoy her birthday with her at home. But I was, I was like, not, I wasn't training as hard as I should have been. Like, it just was hard because like I was home and I wasn't in my element. And a lot of, a lot of the relatives were like bringing over food. And so I got up, like my weight got, bad so i was like i had to get a reality check when what I did you get up so to i got to like 190 so. <laughs> <laughs> and you hear like you hear like oh these like all these guys like can get up to 190 and get their weight down that's not alex marinelli that's not me like <laughs> like that's like chub that's like thick marinelli like i wasn't i wasn't getting up like in strength or anything so like yep. if i get up if i get up at a healthy weight it's probably like 182 like that's like sure. the highest i should be you know and so um getting up to 190 i was like man i gotta i gotta just cut out all sweets everything so yeah and you talk about how you're wrestling that year and speaking of your wrestling you've continued to make adjustments each year i always look at wrestle step before someone comes on here and like refresh my memory of people's matches and stuff and i was noticing your your win percentage went from 76% to 93% to 95%. And and sometimes you see a lot of like ups and downs. You see kind of like good year. Then maybe even if you, you can be a four-time national champ and still potentially have ups and downs in your seasons, but overall mm -hmm. your seasons seem to continue to grow. What adjustments have you been able to continue to make to continue getting better each year? I think um, one big thing is like Tom always preaches to be efficient in your wrestling. So like, I feel like I, I'm doing things now that like just makes it a lot easier. Like, like where am I, where am I placing my head, like in my hands to like, to get down to my, like, and my knees, my knees are bent a lot more. So like, if you, 
if you raise in your if your knees are straight it's going to take that much more time to get down in your stance to hit your shot so like yeah. so, so guys can defend it a lot quicker and so i think just little things and you know getting angles um you know on bottom too i mean i i struggled with a guy you know who's real tall on on bottom like it's just it just happens you know yeah. and and um and what are you going to do about it like are you going to are you going to work out every single day and and have morning star ride you after practice and that's just what i'm trying to do um and so i think just taking that next step and taking initiative like i was talking to a buddy back in ohio over christmas and he's like hey man like what did you do to like just get out from these guys and like just ride tough and i'm like just practice like like everyone wants this magic pill and everyone wants like you know like their coach to touch them and be like oh like you got the power and like you you, you have this <laughs> right. like no it just doesn't work like that like yeah. you, you have to like you have to like today i practice am i gonna go in there and like wrestle live and then leave or am i gonna wrestle live and then say hey man can you can you try to ride me like for like a minute and see if yeah. you can ride me and then do it again and be like oh like I got out in that 50 seconds. Can you, can you ride me that whole minute? You know what I mean? So yeah. just make it fun like that. Cause I think, and, and we, we have guys like Jay Ironman that I'm like, Hey, get on top of me. See if you can like, even yeah. though you're 141, like you can still ride like me, yeah. like you can still ride me. So try. And so those are the things like make it a fun competition. Like, and that's just what I tried to do. So. Yeah. There's no secret pill for no. success. It's all hard work. And, you know, I know that, one of your things has been you've had such depth at your weight, you know, mm -hmm. and obviously I mentioned Chenzo's my boy. I love him. You guys have had some incredible matches. What has that rivalry been like? And, you know, we both know the Bible says iron sharpens iron, right? I feel like the better mm -hmm. your weight class is, I mean, it's just been ridiculous these last couple of years. What has that rivalry and some others meant to you to where you're really out there against literally the absolute best yeah um it just i mean obviously i love competition i'm born like to compete and i'm born to be a champion so like that that's just like my mentality like i think like i'm born to be a champion and then on my headstone they'll, they'll write champion and so like if i if i think that then i should be up for all these matches that i'm having like all these good guys and i i've said like i'm thankful that these guys demand my best like i don't yeah. have to I, I can't just go out there and be like oh i'm gonna put on my shoes and like i'm gonna whoop this dude's butt like it's not gonna happen like every match that i've had this past year like i've had to i'm, I'm exhausted after it's just it, and I'm, I'm i'm happy for that and you know and i i experienced my first loss in carver and it's just those those things like have made me better and um and wrestling vincenzo you know you bring it up like he's I watched him in high school. I never wrestled him in high school. So I was like, Oh, I want to wrestle him real bad. And I got to a lot. And so it's, and it's been fun. It's like, it's lived up to the hype for me. Yeah. And so I'm thankful for that. And a lot of people are like, Oh, I love watching you guys wrestle. And, and I'm thankful for that. And it just, you know, it just, it builds his brand. It builds my brand. It just builds like wrestling yeah. community in general. So it's, it's great. Yeah. And you know, you've had some incredible wins and you've also had some heartbreaking losses and you know, We'll talk about 2020 in a minute, but I know in 2019 specifically, your Big Ten champ looked uh, unreal, even though I didn't like it as a Chenzo guy. <laughs> but yeah, you know, going going into that 
NCAA tournament, you didn't perform like you did in the Big Tens or at least have the same outcome. What do you think was the difference there? And what did you take away after that year to say, hey, I wrestled the Big Tens like I wanted. I didn't finish the NCAA tournament like I wanted. What was your perspective after that tournament? Ooh, that's tough. Um, I think finish holds like it's or going to each match like it's the finals like yeah. like each guy is like trying to knock you off because you're an iowa guy first of all and like yeah. and when when you got when you're on a leg it could be your last shot like it could be like your last chance to score so like when i was in that quarterfinals match with makai like i just i, I it's hard for me to watch the match like it is it, like anyone that loses like you don't want to you don't want to watch it but i have to like and tom's happy that i do like and, and he's like every t- every now and then he'll be like hey like you remember what happened? Like, do you remember why you lost? Like, and I would just remember, you know, obviously I could have taken more shots. Like anyone can say like, Oh, I should have shot more or, but no, like just, just finish on the shot you had and you would have won the match. Like it, you know what I mean? Or it would have been a lot better for you to win. And so I was in on that shot and just, just, rem- just thinking like, that could be your last shot or that could be your last chance to win. And so, and, and go out with, a bang and guys are trying to knock you off because they know it's the nationals. I mean, it's just, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of, I'm over, I'm over losing. So I'm, I'm going into this national this year just for, for blood really. So. Yeah. And, and I'm going to talk about that one second, but also, you know, from a mindset standpoint, right. The day after the tournament, I've heard so many different perspectives for you, you know, and, and as a Christian is, does that help you cope with that to where you're not, overdwelling on a loss i hear mm-hmm. some guys that dwell hard on a loss and i hear other guys that like you know i know when gilman came on here he's like i woke up the next day i looked in the mirror said you're not an ncaa champion and got back to work and i'm like dang like that takes some grit to just get right back yeah. on and not dwell what's your mindset after a tournament like that yeah i mean i'd say i do a little bit of like what gilman's doing but it's it's harder than that man like for me like obviously like i don't know how hard it is for gilman i don't want to speak for him but like i i want to i want to say that like i i deal with demons everyone does and like i internalize a lot of things so like i don't speak my mind much like i'll just i if i if i'm thinking of things i'll think about it myself like i i don't really but i i dream a lot too so like i'm dreaming of every now and then I'll dream of that I lost to Mikhail Lewis and Tom and Terry just are talking to me. It's just, it's a nightmare over and over. So like, <laughs> I can't but, imagine but, that. But, yeah. But it, but it fuels me. Like I try yep. to not let that like be like a downer on my whole day. Like I wake up, but I wake up with the mindset that like, I need to change this. Like I'm, yep. I'm already sweating right now thinking about it. Like I need to, I need to change it. I need to go to practice and, and get a good workout in and just devote my time to that. But one thing that, I've always been taught and Nathan Burak told me a while ago when I lost is that Jesus or God doesn't waste hurt. Like he doesn't waste pain. Amen. So like he uses pain. And so like when I lose, God will use that pain for something good. And so like everything in life and, and God, God is good and, and everything will be used for good. And when you think about that, like everyone's like, Oh, well, there's so much cancer in the world. There's so much death and there's so much hurt and pain. Well, what are you going to do with that pain? Like, are you just going to keep saying like, Oh, there's so much hurt and pain. So I'm just going to like go down this hole. No, you're going to get better and you're going to glorify God and show that like why, why this happened and, and God tests your faith through it. And so that's, that's what I've 
you know, how I've coped with the loss and, and, and dealt with it. So, yeah. And it's funny. I was just on Brandon Slay's podcast, greater gold. And we, we were talking about enduring trials and tribulations and I can't wait for him to put this out because I want to reshare it. But, you know, I've learned that in my life, the more you go through, the more you can minister to someone. And that also gives me a lot of peace. When I go through a storm, I know on the other side, God is going to use that to minister mm -hmm. to others. And there's something about saying to somebody, I've been there and you can relate. That's, that's mm -hmm. powerful to someone and God can really use you. And in many cases, you, if, if you can't tell somebody that you've been there and you've been in that exact storm, you're not going to minister to them as well as somebody who has been through that and came out of it. So I think it's super important to embrace storms. And obviously another storm, 2020 has been a wild storm. You know, I hate mentioning it, but you did beat Chenzo at Big Tens. Props to you. You were the number one seed going into NCAA's season gets canceled. What was your thought process when all that happened? I'm like, Especially after just telling me how bad you wanted the NCAA is like, yeah. Um, I'm like, what is going on? We had our bracket, man. Like we had like yeah. everything, everything was ready. Like I was like, what is going on? Like I, I didn't know what to think. And when you're in a, when you're in that position, like number one seed and there's only 10 of them, like, yeah. you're like, what in the heck is going on? And, and you're, you feel powerless, like, you, and you want to be respectful for like everyone and you want to re represent Iowa well. So you're not just going to go on social media and be like, F this, F that, like, like, yeah. like screw the NCAA. Like, that's just not what you're going to do. Like, you're obviously going to go and be a gentleman about it and you're going to be respectful. But I mean, obviously you can be sad and everything. And like I was, um, but also, you know, it's like, I just wanted to know, I wanted to know more about it. Like, I didn't know like all the stuff, like, it's like, what, like, where are the studies, man? Like, like, yeah. it's just like, where, where's everything? Like, why, why this decision? Like, I want to know why, like, I want to yeah. be in the know. Like, I want everything to be transparent to me. And so, but, but it's like, sometimes you just, life ain't fair. And so like Tom always says that, like, sometimes life is not fair and yeah. you have to keep going. And that's one thing that he told us, like, you know, we're dealing with this now, but in a year from now, it's going to make us stronger and it, it's going to make us better. And life isn't fair like all the time, like it's just not. So, um, and I, I just, I didn't know what to think. And actually, you know, the day after it happened, Tom's like, Hey, take a trip with your, with, with your guys and take a trip. And we, we went on like a little vacation, but it wasn't, it wasn't as fun as it could be. Like, it's yeah. like, Oh, we should, like, we literally the day, like it was like Thursday and that was the starting day of the nationals. And we're, it just, it just felt like, you know, everything that we were doing, it's like, are we going to have the most fun we can have? It's it just, it was hard to do that. So. And how but. much did the team title play into your thoughts after it? Because I know I can't remember if I, if it was Kemmer when he was on, somebody was on here and I was saying like, this was your year. Like you guys were poised to win that mm -hmm. tournament and obviously anything can happen. Um, but you know, how much did the cancellation impact, you know, your thoughts on, on the team aspect of it where yeah. you guys are such a tight knit group of guys and you're the favorites heading into it and you, you kind of lose that opportunity. How much did that factor into that sadness of, of it being canceled? I mean, I think about it every day. <laughs> I just went home and I was talking about with the Jordans and the Stickleys and, and um, I actually was talking with uh, Jim Jordan, um, the Congressman of Ohio and, or from Ohio. And he's just, and I said, Hey, 
I should have been visiting you this year. Like I should have been, you know, I should have visited Donald J. Trump. Like I should have, <laughs> yeah. we, we, like as a team, like we should have yeah. visited the White House. Like, and, and obviously like, that's not the whole motivation, but I'm just saying like the things that come with it, the things that like, yeah. you know, you like, it hasn't been done since 2010 and like every, all the fans are waiting and like, they're, they're obviously like, some are very impatient, like, and it's just like, you want to give them that and, <laughs> yeah. you know, you want to do it for, you want to do it for like your boys and you want to do it for Iowa as a nation. And like, it just, it's, uh, it sucks, man. Like, it's just, it's tough. Like, it's really tough, but. Um, I can't, everyone experience has experienced bad things like in this year. So I can't let it be like, you know, I'm, I'm the only one experiencing some bad things, you know, I mean, freaking Kobe died. That's one thing. <laughs> it's like, it's like, you know, it's just like crazy. 2020 is crazy. So it's wild. And speaking of having that like burning desire for that team title, you know, you're now, you know, everybody's kind of getting a free year. So you're likely going to compete for the next two years. What is your expectations for the team in 2021 and 2022 as far as winning a team i can see the smile on your face if you're listening yeah. to this and you're not watching the video alice yeah. just starts smiling lights up what mm -hmm. is your expectations for the team for these next two years um undefeated national champs i i believe it'll be like last year you know we didn't we, we had close goals um but it will be it will beat iowa 2021 national champs 2022 national champs and we're we're going to be bringing in good recruits we're going to be we're bringing in a lot of recruits that helped the team like last year and years before and um we're going to be back and and i mean we've never left but we're going to be back on top you know what i mean so i i'm not saying that in a cocky way like but anyone anyone who anyone in wrestling who knows wrestling knows that we have some good firepower this year that we we yeah. we filled one spot we filled a guy that left and obviously we had a lot of seniors that left that helped the team um you know that were backups and and we had we were really deep but we're so we're so deep now and everyone knows that and like um we had a huge freshman class and i'm just excited i'm excited for jay nyerman i'm excited for spencer lee i'm excited for everyone who is you know competing and um jay nyerman hasn't competed in iowa singlet and he's like super super pumped to yeah. do that obviously you can, see, you can see his social media he always posts on social media so it's like <laughs> you know he's he's like excited to wear that uh iowa singlet so um i'm just excited to you know get a schedule to be honest i mean have you guys like, got a schedule yet we haven't yet we have not i mean that's we're, wild and, and here, yeah and here's the thing though I'm, I will wrestle tomorrow. Like I'll get my weight down. I'll get it. I'll get it down tomorrow. Like you're not at one ninety no more. <laughs> no, no, heck no. Like I might be, I might be like 10 over, but that's like, yeah. that's easy to get down. Like I can lose like seven or eight in a workout. Like if I needed to, you know what I mean? Like, that's just, that's just me. But I like, I don't care who we wrestle. I don't care if it's, you know, the freaking whoever, like the Russians, I don't care if they put that on the schedule. Like we just need to wrestle and then we need to go out there and, wrestle nationals in st louis and have a good tournament and everyone will be like man we are thankful we put that on so that's uh tom always preaches just stay ready so you don't have to get ready so yeah and i saw on your instagram q the other day that you put folk style over freestyle which, which is interesting because so many guys favor freestyle because that's the path to world and olympic gold and i'm curious you love folk style more than freestyle i grew up wrestling for, uh, folk style so that's just like what I've known. And like in high school, I didn't know, like the first time I wrestled a freestyle tournament was in Vegas when I was in college. 
So like that's, that's wild. Good, yeah, that's a pretty good <laughs> tournament to like start on. So yeah. I was uh I just the reason why I say that too is because like there's no overtime. So like that kind of I just don't like that. Um there's just a little like the rules in general. Like obviously I like Olympic wrestling and freestyle wrestling is is the Olympic level. But like if I could change some rules, obviously I'd change like the criteria and all that yeah. stuff. Cause it's like the, the the score is ultimately tied. So like if you do criteria in a foot do you do criteria in a football game it's just right. no like you just don't you play it out and like yeah. and 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 same with basketball like it's just it's like oh who scored more threes or score, score more twos it's just, <laughs> right. it just like it just doesn't happen so like when you think about that like you're like oh maybe maybe that would make sense to have overtime but um and they used to i mean they used to I, i'm pretty sure morningstar told me they had like crazy overtime rules and stuff but um and that's just I don't know. Like it's exciting when you five guys and you can slam them and, and lock their hands and, and throw people. But um, other than that, I just, I, that's, the, that's why I'd probably pick folk style over freestyle. Yeah. And I know the match didn't go your way, but you recently wrestled freestyle. You wrestled James green. How good did it feel to just get back out on the mat in an actual like match a competition? It, it was nice. It was hard to keep my like emotion under control and like in, in control. Cause like I was, you know, obviously I was like, man, I want to go out and just like tech this guy, but this, this James Green, he's not some like slump. So like, right. I just want to, yeah, I just want to go out there and, and compete. And, and, and it was fun, like weighing in with my guys and like eating after it, it's just like that whole routine. It's just like, you, you want that back. And so like, you yeah. got it back and I'm, I'm super thankful that Tom put that on. And, um, and it's just, you want more competitions like that. So it's like, it sucks that I lost because we haven't had one. So, I mean, yeah. you just you gotta, you gotta make the most of it. And I always say that to my teammates and I always say that to myself. So, um, I gotta maybe practice what I preach a little more. So. And do you have a freestyle or a senior level plan right now? Or are you just kind of, everything's right on, right on Iowa, right on folk style, or are you kind of starting that plan of like what you want to do on the yeah. senior level? Um, obviously right now, like I'm, I'm really just focused on, um, like folk style as a whole um yeah. but then you know like if 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 freestyle is my my plan i'm doing it like my goal in life like if i'm going to keep wrestling my goal is to be an olympic and national or world champ like yeah. like i will not i will not compete with the intent of just throwing my hat in the ring like right. you know like i'm going to compete with intent and i always tell us to like kemmer and a couple of my buddies like i'm not just going to go and wrestle hockey wrestling club just because it's a paycheck like right. I'm just gonna I'm gonna go and I'm gonna wrestle for intent and and I'm gonna go to compete and win. Like I'm not gonna go to just say like oh I'm on the hockey wrestling club promote the club like whatever. Like no like and and if and if not like I'm gonna I'm gonna coach. Like that's my that's my goal is to be a division one coach. Um, hopefully at Iowa like somewhere like this. Um, and but if not like and and my body is feeling good and I'm up for it like I'm gonna go compete and. Um, for the hockey wrestling club and I'm, I'm just getting better like that's the thing like that's what's good about the sport and 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 where i'm at it's like i can get so much better at freestyle like i haven't really like i've only been to a handful of practices and my teammates laugh at me because they're like oh you've been to a lot you practice a lot like you you've done a lot of practice and i'm like yeah but like not as much as folk style like i really <laughs> right. like it's like not even close and so like when you say like when you say like oh i've been to a lot of practices it's like dude like just think of how many practices we went to in high school. Like I, I practiced two times a day and I was working on full style. Like just imagine if I did freestyle with that, like it's yeah. just, you know, and, and now I have the opportunity to, if I want. So, yeah. Last thing I want to talk to you about for a minute, 
you finally, finally joined Instagram. Finally. <laughs> I'm curious of what went into joining Instagram and also when the heck you're going to join Twitter because Twitter is like where it's at in the wrestling community. Like Twitter is yeah. where it's at. But first, what finally led you to joining Instagram? Uh, a couple reasons. So one of, one of many, one of, one of the reasons was there was a lot of fake Alex Marinelli Instagrams and they're <laughs> yeah. they, like, they wanted to be me, I guess. I don't get it. I'm like, why did you like, why don't you just be yourself? Like, why do you have to be me? And, uh, I, I like, I was like, Hey Tom, like one day I was like, Hey Tom, we were working out and I was like, Hey, like, can, should I just make an Instagram? Cause like, there's a lot of weird people out there that want to be me. I don't, I don't know. I don't get it. And Tom's like, yeah, just, just make one. Like, it'll be good for you. Like, like if you don't want to run it, just have Mariah run it. And you can like, like you can obviously build like that. Another reason is like you can build your brand. Like, if, yeah. like the name image and likeness stuff is coming up. So like we can make yeah. some money and I get that. Um, but obviously like I, I, it doesn't affect me. So I run it. Like if, if it, like a lot of people are like, Oh, he doesn't, he's not on it. Like that's not him. Like that's me. So if you're like ever, if I'm ever answering questions like that's me. So, yeah. um, but like it, one of the main reasons is like, I want to, I want it to be my profile, not some Joe Schmo at the county fair. So, um, well, and I mean, we build a lot of websites and have built them for a lot of wrestlers. And I tell everybody, like, you should own your own domain name, whatever your name is, dot com. You should own that. You should have a profile everywhere. If nothing else, just let it sit there and accrue followers. You know, yeah. even on Twitter, the amount of people that want to tag you, even whether mm -hmm. it's Iowa, Big Ten, whether it's something like the Alex and Eli documentary, mm -hmm. everybody's engaged in the conversation. Like, it's so crucial. Even if you don't use it, establish the profile, put some, put one or two things out there so people know it's yours, and yeah. just let it sit there. And when you want to have it, it's much better to have that yeah. asset than to not have it. But So are we going to see you on Twitter now? Possibly. Like, I have to do it, you know, with intent of – building and sharing and using my platform right so like i you know what i mean like i just and that's the yep. thing like my freshman actually when i was younger in high school i had an instagram like i had all that stuff twitter instagram and a lot of people are like oh you shouldn't have deleted it but i mean honestly like it is stress-free without social media it really is like you you can, can take imagine. your time like <laughs> and you can like yeah exactly so like and people don't know really what makes you tick like all that stuff so but if you use it in a way that's like I mean, if, if you use it that promote in a way that promotes yourself and you can, you know, just like, I don't know, just use it in your advantage. I, I don't know. I, I We'll see. I mean, Twitter's Twitter's like a lot more like talking and, 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 yeah. and dialogue and stuff. So I would have to be more like thoughtful of what I like post. I don't know. But um, definitely in the future, I'd say. Yeah. And, and there's guys like, you know, even Spencer doesn't tweet too much but he retweets a lot of stuff retweets, you know he, yeah. he reshares a lot of stuff and you know i think as you have a platform and as a christian as god gives you a platform like i love being able to help guys like you tell their story and then letting you simply press retweet and share that story with your entire audience to help you know it's, it's hard to create content and there's a lot of stuff that goes into it and for many for many people, it's not easy to sit down, create the content, share it. But if you can go on a podcast and podcasts and all these media platforms are only growing. And if you can just even just to have a Twitter to reshare the content around you to get your story out there, it's good. So, you know, I always recommend it. I think it has it has its negatives without a doubt, but to use it 
especially as a Christian athlete and to, and to get those interviews and get those stories out there so that people can hear that and you can continue to use your platform for good, I think is an amazing thing. For sure. I mean, look at Tim Tebow. He's, he's yeah. like, I mean, I, I'm like super motivated by his, like one of the videos that he had, like when he wore John 316, he had like millions of people look it up when he wore it. Yeah. And obviously he's college football. Like that's a lot, that's the money maker, but it's like, yeah. and a lot more viewers. So it's a lot more viewers, but you know, that's just, that's just the opportunity that we have as athletes, as college athletes. And like, it's like, why not do that? And Nathan yeah. Beer always says like, when you're, when you post or when you get on social media, what is your intentions? Like what yeah. are you trying to self glorify or, and obviously you want to build your brand and like, there's money to be made, but like, is it in the right way? So yeah. that, and that's like, that's, that's the motivation and the goal of that. So. I love it. I look forward to seeing you on Twitter. I look, look forward to seeing more Instagram posts. Do you know at this point when you're competing next, or you just kind of holding out for the Iowa schedule? Um, I'm kind of holding out. I think uh, we, we were trying to do like an event or whatever, but um, it's just a lot of things going on with COVID man. Like, yeah. like even if like, I don't agree with it, like you got to go with it. And like, yeah. Um, and, and yeah, just kind of holding out and just being ready and, and, whether we do Rutgers in Maryland, whether we do Ohio State, Penn State, I mean, it's just I'm ready. So, and is so. there if you know these freestyle cards? Are, there's so many of them. I love them. Is there a match you want specifically? I keep asking this to people because I'm so fascinated by what their responses are. Is there someone you want? If you could, if whether it's a Hawkeye Club card, whether it's another card, and you could have one match, is there a match in mind that you want? Oh, um. I mean, you could go college route or senior level. Um, I would say for college route, I go Makai Lewis, obviously. Um, and then for senior level, um, either Chamizo, Burroughs, or um, or Sitikov. I mean, I like that's the thing. Like, I want the best. Like, I want the best. Like, and and yeah. people are probably like laughing when I when I say that. But like, why wouldn't you want to wrestle Frank Chamizo to like feel him and like yeah. see where you're at and like. And the same with Burroughs, like, obviously the price is going to be hefty <laughs> to get them. But like, <laughs> yeah. but like, I'll try to like, I'll try to save some money for the club and not let them win. Like, it's just like, yeah. like, it's just, and, and just, that's just what's fun about it. Like um, going out there and seeing what you can do. And, and it's not a shot at like, it's not like calling them out or anything. I hate that. Cause it's yeah. like, why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you just want to go and compete yeah. like and see where you're at? It's, it's not calling them out to see who's like, to, to be like, Oh, I'm tougher than you. Cause you're not wrestling me. Yeah. It's like, no, it, it's yeah. healthy competition. And that's one thing yeah. I love about all these cards. It's like you, if you want to be an NCAA world Olympic champion, you need to wrestle the best. You need to exactly. see where you're at. You need to see what improvements you need to make. I, I forgot who was just on that. I was talking about that with like, you know, they're saying like, I don't care if I lose, like, I don't want to lose, but if I do, I know exactly what I need to work on. Of course yeah. like you want that. Like, you know, we're talking about the things you gain from losses of where, where you can improve and all that. And I definitely mm -hmm. think it's crucial that, and I love that all these cards are happening. People, are, you know, it's some of it, Chenzo and I talked about it on the podcast last week about calling people out. And, you know, I think it, when you're doing it for the right cause and the right way, it can be good. But when you're just trash talking, just to draw attention to yourself, that's dumb. Yeah. I, I don't or like just that like, stuff. Or but, like, or like you want like a paycheck, like sometimes, yeah. sometimes it's like, 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 oh now that like people are giving money like are you just wanting to get a paycheck right. like it just it just sometimes just doesn't make a sense to me and and it, it's just got to be the right matchup so yeah like i like what you're saying so. yeah 
I love it. Awesome, man. I'm going to let you all get ready for practice. Thank you. I appreciate right. you taking some time today coming on. I can't wait to get this out there, and hopefully we uh, motivate some kids. So thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, well, well, thanks thanks for having me on. So. Awesome, man. Anytime. Hope you, had, hope you had a good Christmas. Yeah. Christmas was great, man. Aside from my, my brother-in-law being a punk, we had a great Christmas. <laughs> yeah, it happened. We had those. For sure, man. Awesome. Have a good day, man. We'll talk soon. And that is it for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. If you did enjoy this episode of the podcast, be sure to leave a five-star rating review on Apple Podcasts and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on more episodes. For more wrestling content, be sure to follow Bash Mania on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And follow me. I'm at jbash on Instagram and at justinjbash on Twitter. I'll be back with another episode shortly. See ya. And the beat goes on.